Morning, everybody. I want to start with a question. And here it is. What do you want to get the most out of life? What do you want to get the most out of life? Kind of an easy one, right? I remember a, a camping trip um, that Deb and I were on many, many years ago, back when we still enjoyed camping. We were young enough. Um, and uh, we were three other couples, uh, some of the, our best friends in the world at that time. Um, the guys were classmates of mine in grad school, and we were just finishing up five years of study, and boy, were we ready to be done. Um, and those were really lean years for us. We used to joke with each other that we, we, we used to say that we were each other's entertainment um, because we couldn't afford anything else. Um, and we spent a lot of time together, studying, of course, but also uh, playing and laughing and, and raising our kids together and digging deeper into our, uh, each other's lives and our own lives and our, our faith together, growing up in our faith. And on this camping trip, Remember, we were sitting by the lake, and Kurt was the one who asked the question. He said, if you could have anything, what would you want the most? Great question. Especially since, you know, especially since none of us had very much at the time. Uh, so some of our questions, or some of our answers, I remember, included things like uh, a good job, uh, steady income, a regular paycheck, a new car, or at least one that would run, um, a house, a house on a lake, fishing boat, savings account, a happy, healthy family, success in life. And then Pam, Pam, she was the, she was the wisest, kindest one of our bunch. Pam answered the question. She said, what I really want the most, more than anything else in the world, is to know and be like Jesus. And I remember the rest of us thought, come on! You know, I thought we'd be a little worldly here or something. Yeah. You know, I think when, when most people ponder that question, what do you want the most out of life? I think we naturally go towards, you know, those things that involve succeeding and accomplishing and achieving. Uh, we hope that we're, we're going to climb up, climb some kind of a, a ladder. We're going to move up in the world. Uh, upward mobility. We, we use words like get and gain and possess and, and have and better and bigger and more. We hope our houses, our cars, our paychecks, our status in life get bigger. And just to ease your mind a little bit, this is nothing new. Uh, you're not odd, you're not unusual to have these kinds of thoughts. You are what is called human. We want to get ahead. We want to gather as much as we can along the way. 
As long as there have been people around, they've been crawling and scratching and, and climbing their way up this ladder. So I want to show you my ladder of upward mobility. And the world encourages us to climb it and to do whatever we can to get to the top. So there's seven rungs on this ladder, and each one represents something that urges us up to the next step. So on the bottom step of this ladder of upward mobility is greed or wanting what I don't have. And isn't this a great thing to be talking about this week, right? The week before Christmas. What I have is not enough and I want more. Okay, so the next rung is called pride. So I actually deserve what I want because I'm worth it. I deserve it. Next is power. Not only do I want and deserve stuff, I also want to be important. I want to pull the strings. I want to call the shots. I want to make the decisions. You know, even if I have to push a few people out of the way to do it, Next step, keep. It's about protecting and keeping what's mine at all costs. I might even be willing to lie or hide the truth just so I can keep my stuff and maintain my image. Next step, take. I'll take what I want, even if it doesn't belong to me, because I want it, I deserve it, and I have the power to take it. Almost to the top, control is next. It's mine, I'm in charge. Nobody else, I'm in control of me, might even be in control of you. No, I think I am. I am in control of you. My opinion means more. I'm right. I'm the winner. As a matter of fact, I don't trust anybody else to be able to do what I can do by myself, which leads then to the final step on the ladder of upward mobility, me. Because it's all about me. Now, does any of this sound familiar? Can you think of examples of this, either from your life or from today's headlines? It's instinctively human to want more. More power, more possessions more privileges in life, to put ourselves up on the throne. And that drive has hold of us in, in ways that we're not even aware of. And man, oh man, can it rear its ugly head during the month of December. I, I don't know about you, but I have found that giving in to the urge to climb higher is exhausting. It's hard, it's lonely work to play this game. 
being a winner, or at least pretending that you are, is incredibly demanding. And the truth is, it's a game that we cannot win. It's impossible. There's a better alternative. But it doesn't involve winning. And it doesn't involve climbing a ladder. Quite the opposite. Paul, um, one of the authors of the New Testament, has a lot to say about this. Actually, his life verse would probably be in his letter to the Philippians, chapter 1, verse 21, where he says, For me to live is Christ. For me to live is Christ. If Paul had been sitting with us at that lake years ago, and he'd been asked the question, what do you want more than anything? His answer would have been the same as Pam's. To know and to be like Jesus. But what in the world does that look like? Well, Paul answers that question in the next chapter in Philippians. How do you live for Jesus? Well, in Philippians 2, verse 5, Paul writes, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. If you want to know how to live the best possible way, then have the same mindset, the same attitude that Jesus had. And then he goes on to tell us what that looks like. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. He gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, I believe that this is one of the most countercultural writings that we can find in the Bible. If you want to know how to live the very best way, this is it. So let's go back to verse 5. Paul says, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So think like Jesus thought. Behave like Jesus behaved. Have the mind of Jesus. And what is that? Well, it's the exact opposite of what our human nature wants. It's the opposite of what the world says about living. We want power. We want possessions. We want privileges. And Paul says, no, that's not the way. That's the world's way. The way of Jesus has to do with humility and kindness. Greatness, according to Paul, is to have the same attitude as Jesus, who is committed not to upward mobility, but to downward mobility, 
to honoring God through humility and kindness. He didn't climb up a ladder. Instead, he took seven giant steps down to the bottom. He was demoted voluntarily. So let's take a look at this, what Paul writes. And, and I want to say first that this is the absolute best time of year to be reading these words from Paul. It tells us something amazing about God's eternal character. Humility. And I know it, it may feel a little heretical to say that God is humble. But I hope that you'll come to see through Paul's words that humility and kindness are a part of God's nature. And they're, out, and they're also behind the very reason why God came to this earth to be born as a child in a manger. So verse 6, Paul begins to take us on this journey down. Not up the ladder, down. Showing us Jesus' way of living. And here's the first step. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Jesus starts his descent at the very top. You could get no higher because Jesus, Paul writes, was God. Not God's assistant, not God's helper, not the vice president. Jesus was equal to God. Now, how that all works, we're going to say that for another day uh, because it's kind of this, a mystery, but I believe it. Just like Paul believed it, Jesus is God. But then it goes on. Jesus didn't see his position of equality with God, something to be held onto. In other words, Jesus voluntarily relaxes his grip on his position, on his power, on his privileges as God. So we're going to look at the ladder again, and rather than at the bottom, Paul says Jesus started at the very top, and then he took a step down. He relaxes his grip. So here's a question for you. How willing are you to relax your grip on your life? Many times, we want to say, it's mine. We're clutchers. We hang on tightly to what is ours. Why? Because it's all about me. So this is a really hard thing. I want you to kind of imagine, or you could even try it with me. Imagine in your hands that, that thing that, that, that means so much to you in your life and, and it's held in your hands so tightly and then relax your grip. And Jesus had it all, but he didn't clutch at it. He didn't hug it jealously to himself. He was willing to relax his grip for the sake of the Father and for our sakes. But he's just getting started. Verse 7, Paul writes, rather, he made himself Nothing. Nothing. Jesus emptied himself. First, he relaxed his grip. He became willing. And then Jesus let go. 
Now, this doesn't mean that Jesus is no longer God, but somehow, some way, he, he lays aside a portion of his glory and, so that he could become a man. And he does it voluntarily. He isn't forced. He does it freely. Jesus let go. You know, it's, it's one thing to relax your grip, to hold something loosely, but to let go of it, man, that's a whole different deal, isn't it? When our kids got into high school, it's a few years ago, um, Deb, and I, Deb and I were challenged uh, to intentionally begin relaxing our grip on their lives. We're challenged to be intentional about doing that, relaxing our grip on their lives. More, more freedom, more responsibilities, more choices. And then when they went off to college, we were challenged again to let go even more. And they're both married adults now, and thankfully, we're still actively involved in their lives, but, but we've let go almost completely. Uh, and was that hard? I mean, you're chuckling because you know, you know, this is hard. It was hard for us too. I have to keep reminding myself, even to this day, it's not about me. So let's keep looking at this, these next steps. Next three steps are amazing. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. So God, as we often say, God put skin on. God the creator became one of his creation. Think about this. God is born, God is born as a baby who is utterly dependent upon his family to take care of him. God has to learn how to walk, talk. He's got to open his own doors as he gets older. He needs to eat. He needs to sleep. Can you imagine the God of the universe having to take out the garbage? Or the God of the universe rubbing shoulders with his creation, with his people, and hearing somebody say, hey, get out of the way, kid. From equality with God... Jesus relaxes his grip and he lays aside that equality with God. And he becomes a servant. But that's not enough. He changes. He allows himself to be transformed on the inside and on the outside. He was made into a man. He took on a man's appearance. And that's what becoming a servant does to us. It changes us. It affects not only what we do on the outside, but who we are on the inside as well. And it's not just about doing nice stuff. Anyone can serve, but not everyone chooses to become a servant. That's about being humble and kind. It's this reflection of the same love that Jesus had for us when he stepped down from heaven. 
And the result? He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. Incredible. Jesus stepped so far down that he was willing to die. He was obedient to the point of death. He stood toe-to-toe with the power of death. And he said, this time, you win. He gave up his life. He died willingly out of obedience to his Father and out of love for his creation. When Jesus, when he stepped off the edge of heaven and he descended to earth, he knew that death awaited him. But his love for us, his obedience to the Father was so strong that he didn't hesitate. He humbly submitted himself. Humility, it seems to me, is about doing the right thing for the right reason at the right time. And pride isn't a part of that formula anywhere. The motivation is obedience. We get really confused about humility, don't we? Sometimes we think it's a weak, kind of a wimpy sort of a thing. And this is so far from the truth. This step is heroic. It's courageous. So that's six huge steps down the ladder. And and it seems far enough, doesn't it? But then Jesus goes one more step. Another step lower. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. The death Jesus experienced is the ultimate example of selfless love. John, who wrote one of the histories of Jesus in the Bible, said, greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Selfless, unconditional love. There is nothing greater, there's nothing more powerful. So we start at the top, we end at the bottom. You know, this isn't one of those rags to riches stories that we love to hear. The truth is that the, the most important story in the world, the story of Christmas, is a riches to rag story, a top to bottom. Jesus, the Son of God, who voluntarily demoted himself, who lost on purpose, was born as a helpless baby. And then he gave his life out of obedience to his Father, out of love for his creation. He became a servant who gave up his life out of love for us. And look how it ends. Verse 9. It begins with the word therefore. That's such a great word. It means like, pay attention. This is the turning point. Something important is going to happen now. So because of what Jesus did, here's how God responded. Therefore. 
God exalted him, Jesus, to the highest place. He gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Seven steps down. But in the end, God the Father lifts up his son. It's like a a descent into greatness. You know, I got to admit that upward mobility is intoxicating for me. I'm drawn to climb that ladder. And probably many of you are too if we'd all be honest. Um, This is a regular battle for me. There are moments when I'm deceived into believing that I can please God, I can please others by climbing the ladder and chasing after something. But I can't because that path leads to nowhere. And i got to learn all over again that the best way to live, how to live like Jesus, is with humility and kindness. There's only one way that Jesus can live and grow in me, and that's when I decrease, when I become less, when I become a humble, obedient servant. So remember the question, what do you want to get out of life? What I really want the most, more than anything else in the world, is the same thing that Pam and Paul said, is to know and to be like Jesus, because that is the very best thing. So here's what I believe that God is saying to all of us this morning, right now. I believe that God says to you, pay very careful attention to my son Jesus. Pay attention to Jesus, God says. And he says, if you trust me enough to relax your grip on your possessions and your positions and your privileges. And if you begin to look for opportunities to descend the ladder for the sake of Jesus, then I promise you, God says, I promise you that I will lift you up just like I lift up, lifted up my son Jesus. And I will reward you for all eternity. Now, Most, and maybe even all of those rewards, may not come until heaven. But God says to you, they will come. I promise you. So which way are you climbing on the ladder this Christmas season? Going up? Going down? Are you busy clutching? at your possessions, climbing 
the latter, claiming your rights and your privileges consumed by image management and getting and keeping and power and control? Or will you become less? Will you loosen your hold so that you can experience the joy and the peace and the hope and the love that Jesus' way of living promises. Will you have the same attitude that Jesus had? One of humility and kindness. I asked Kate and Brad if they would share a song with us this morning. Um, it's got to be one of my favorites here recently, and I'm so glad that they, they were able to, to share this. Um, so if you listen to some of the same radio stations that I do, you probably have heard this song. Uh, you've probably heard Tim McGraw sing it, or maybe Kelsey Ballerini, or I think Lori McKenna is actually the one who, who wrote it. Uh, and I just want to encourage you, after hearing what we have from Paul, what Paul has said, what Paul has shared with us and challenged us with, I want you to look at the words of the song. I want you to listen to the song and think carefully about how God is speaking to you today. Forget the keys under the mat When childhood stars shine Always stay humble and kind Go to church cause your mama says to Visit grandpa every chance that you can It won't be wasted time So always stay humble and Hold the door, say please, say thank you Don't steal, don't cheat, and don't lie I know you got mountains to climb But always stay humble and kind When the dreams you're dreaming come to you When the work you put in is realized Let yourself feel the pride Always stay humble and kind Don't expect a free ride from no one Don't hold a grudge or a chip and here's why Bitterness keeps you from flying Always stay humble and kind Know the difference between sleeping with someone and sleeping with someone you love I love you ain't no pickup line So always stay humble and kind Hold the door, say please, say thank you Don't steal, don't cheat, and don't lie I know you got mountains to climb But 
the dreams you're dreaming come to you when the work you put in is realized let yourself feel the pride but always stay humble and kind when it's cold drink hot chocolate and marshmallows cuddle up with the one that you love let the christmas light shine always stay humble and kind don't take for granted the love this life gives you when you get where you're going don't forget turn your back around and help the next one in line always stay humble and Hold the door safely, say thank you Don't steal, don't cheat, and don't lie I know you got mountains to climb But always stay humble and kind When the dreams you're dreaming come to you When the work you put in is realized Let yourself feel the Right, but always stay humble and kind. I'm going to pray. You can join me. God, Father, could it sometimes be that simple? that following your son Jesus is just a matter of humility and kindness and it kind of looks like some of the words in that song could it be that God forgive us for those times in our week in our days when we uh, just get so mixed up about this and and we begin chasing down another path or climbing up the ladder and it only ends up in this illusion of us propping ourselves up into something really big and important and it's doomed to fail it's doomed to fall so God thanks for reminding us all the time that the way to life looks like Jesus looks like Jesus coming to us from heaven to earth from God himself to a baby and as we move through this week God I just pray that we just keep reminding us what it looks like to know and to be like Jesus thank you in your son's name we pray amen